Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I, Allison, where, did you, where did you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. <laughs> A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts and, of dirty stuff, yeah. but also parenting stuff. Yeah. So check out Childish new episodes every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another very exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in my house, not in my studio. I've been displaced from my studio by the current lockdown situation as I start every it, this is how much I can't get over it. I start every episode lately that happens on a Monday that was recorded in the house by explaining that I had to record this in the house because we're recording it late at night and our children are asleep and in the studio, the monitor, I can't see it out there. So anyway, we have temporarily for the Monday shows that feature Daniel that are recorded at night. Why am I going into this in such painstaking Coming detail? I have, <laughs> no, have no clue. But anyway, all of this is to say... I'm staring at a bunch of shit over on Daniel's side of the office and also my lovely husband, Daniel. Hello. Welcome. How's it going? I can't believe it took you all afternoon to write that intro. It was so good, right? I mean... But it sounds effortless. God, it's just poetry. It's poetry. I love it. I know. Um, hi. How's another it going? Monday. Another Monday slapping us in the face. It feels like we just did this yesterday. Like someone's nutsack, right? We probably oh, not. Okay. You probably not been slapped okay. in the face right. by a nutsack. Right. Not recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just thinking about how it, when we were setting this up, like it, oh, we we just fucking did this. It's going really fast now. It's, it's like you're in a subway car and you're trying to read the signs the going by mm. out out on the, out the windows and, and you the, can't. And the signs say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, like that. Yeah, That's I mean you can't read like. them at all. No. Did you know that I used to live in New York? Now you say that. I know. I don't mention it very often. Here's the thing. For the most part, you're underground. So you're not seeing a lot of signs. But when you go through the stations, you do. Then you do. I'm not, I'm not a New York idiot. By the way, did you, do you remember the announcement that I made the other day? Mm, well, see, I'm with you a lot now. So a lot of tuning out, and the, and a, lot of, a lot of <laughs> forgetting things, and everything is the other day now that time has yes. compressed. So the announcement that I made was that you are not allowed to hype up New York to our sons. Oh yes, <laughs> I am. Get it out of your system now, because actually, from here on out, it, you're not allowed to say romanticize that city. Yes, because explain. Because if they, either one of them, move to New York, it's your fucking fault. Yeah, you made that very clear. I am, 
I have very little time on this planet with those boys, and they are staying at home the whole time. You mean they're staying on this coast the whole time? No, they can stay here. (laughs) You mean actually living at home? They're going to find this when they're 20 and throw this back (laughs) in my face. But uh, here's the thing, though. They're not moving across the fucking country. We're threading a fine needle, which I feel most needles are probably, in that I can't talk it up but you can't bash it because it'll become, if I talk it up, then it's romanticized. And if you bash it, then it's the forbidden fruit. So we have to yeah. just be real yeah. sort of right down the middle. Just be like, really? New York? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's all right. No, I feel What's like What's the that's right it- tone? What's, give me the tone okay. for New York. What? Say it in a sentence. Uh, hey, mommy, what do you think of New York? Oh, New York's a place. There's lots of places. Like, for example, San Diego. San Diego, <laughs> Fresno, <Riverside>. Duarte. Northridge. <laughs> they say Moore that, Park. They say that New York is the studio city of the East Coast. That's right. And the real one is right here. Yeah. I mean, why, yeah, why go to the <laughs> city? When, you go when to the, the real, real one. one is right here. Uh-huh. Daniel. So it's been a lot. What time is it right now? It's 11.01 p.m. on a Saturday. Prime time. What is prime time, really? Actual, like, TV yeah. prime time? Well, in most of the country, it's 8 o'clock. But I think in mountain time, it's 7 o'clock. But how late does it go is what I mean to say. 10 uh, oh. in most of the country. 9 on mountain time. So... It's after that, actually. It's post prime time. No, post prime. Our prime time for recording, 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 Rec- and eating dinner. <laughs> That's right. So and, it's now it's falling asleep. <laughs> now it's eleven o two on a Saturday night. It has been a very, I mean, they all are long days, but it has been a very long day. Um, I am feeling somewhat out of sorts, uh, kind of because I'm in this environment, which I've mentioned before. Um, and the fact that I wanted to mention it again is evidence that I'm not firing on all cylinders. I just feel sort of scattered. And then we had a little bit of a standoff a moment ago regarding we both have cups of both our drinking beverages. Oh, They're the both... drama that happened in here. No one would even what believe is the, it. What are you drinking? Them. Is that LaCroix? I'm drinking, uh, drinking uh, bubbly, raspberry oh. bubbly. And I'm drinking wild cherry refresh soda. Yeah. And we both wanted to put our cups in the same spot. So you moved my cup and put your cup down. <laughs> and then I moved my cup back. Can you, I mean, this is the kind of thing that if you wrote this in fiction, people wouldn't believe it. But it happened in real life. Because it's too on the nose? No, it's just too wild. <laughs> uh, anyway, I no. wanted to move my cup because I, I have a top-heavy cup, and I thought I'd knock it over, but apparently you don't care about that. Whatever. So anyway, you said, what is this, a cup standoff? And it was funny, and we oh, laughed. Y- Hang on. I'm not sure. Okay. Hang on. Keep well, I mean, your pants I'm just on. giving people time to laugh. <laughs> I'm, not you don't sh- want to just I'm not sharing this because it's a good story. If that was my criteria, this would be a very short podcast. Like, okay. I'm uh, go I'm headed somewhere. People can pause it if they need time to laugh. <laughs> and then yeah. come back. Then, right. When you do, can you go back for a second? I laughed over it like yeah. that. We're, we're a regular shits creek over here. But anyway, so then even though we laughed about the cup standoff, I was still feeling disconnected from you. And I thought you give me a weird look. Well, I don't know where this is going. I know. Um, and I thought, what if I did something like, 
because I was thinking like, oh God, now we got to record an episode together. And I feel like there's just, I just feel like I'm in my own world. You're in your own world. There was a tiny, like a little tension flare up. What if I said to you, honey, mm. can I have your hands? And we're not, you guys, we're not, I want you to know when you're picturing this, know that we're not actually doing this right no, now. We would never. There's no, I don't want the theater of the mind to be that obscene. Honey, give me your hands. Mm-mm. Let's <laughs> just look into my eyes for a minute. Mm-mm. We're gonna have a great show. Oh, <laughs> what if I had? What if I had done that? We'd probably have a great show. <laughs> I mean, I could almost guarantee we'd have a great show. No, but then I and then I thought I'm not gonna do that. But but, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use our disconnection. There was no actual tension. I, that's funny to me. For me, there was there a tension. tiny bit. Yeah, I see that. That's funny to me. Because there was zero tension for me. I thought it was funny. Maybe, well, maybe I'm forgetting and there was some other something. Oh, I know. Uh, there was all... Well, this is fucking boring. But there was also tension regarding the headphones. Because you couldn't hear anything. See, again, not no tension. Well, what came up that was tension-y? No, no. I didn't feel Nothing? any tension. All right. Well, anyway, I did. So my point uh, is, I thought... What if I what if I had done that? What would your reaction have been? Like what if that's how we started shows? Like, honey, put your hand again, we're not doing this. Honey, well, I think you were joking because me, it's out of character. But I no, I was like tempted, maybe not that saccharine, yeah. but maybe to just be like, hey, let's just take a second. I just want to say, like, hey, let's have a great show. <laughs> I would just laugh. It's that'd be so that would be ridiculous. Uh delightfully ridiculous. I I don't think I would pick up that you were trying to ease tension like, because again, I felt no tension. Like, hey. Look in my eyes. We're gonna do. We're gonna have a great show. (laughs) I know. So anyway, like I said, I decided no. I'm gonna use the tension just for for this. I'm gonna dig it for this gold. Tension is our fuel. How do you think we? Trivia is my fuel. Yeah, it is. (coughs) Excuse me. So anyway, you guys, we almost cracked and almost hired our nanny back. Yeah. And then, last minute. yeah, we changed our minds um, because the reason that we stopped having her in addition to uh, just everything going on lockdown, but I know a lot of people who still do if they feel safe with it and if everyone feels safe with it, they still do have some childcare. I don't know a lot of people, but I know there are people, I know the some people, people who do. had their nannies move in. Um, we thought about it, but it just is too, that would be too, like this house isn't that big. It's, it'd be very, very tight. Quarters. I feel like it's also, I feel like it's not fair to her. Because well, I feel like she would be working twenty four hours a day if that well, happened. Like, to, how would she unplug? Really step up. I mean, yeah, and then it's like, what does she do with her place? It's right, like, it's a whole thing. It, it would be a whole thing. But anyway, um, so she has a roommate who works, and I was concerned with the like just not being able to know what the exposure level is over there. And anyway, though, I found out that her roommate has been home for the last month and isn't going to go back until everything's safe again. So then we had a long talk and we're like, we could probably have her back. So then we planned to have her back. And then at the last minute, I, I got nervous. And so now we're paused indefinitely again. Yeah, It's just so hard to know. And I'm sure the consensus response to this will be don't have her back because that's pretty much what people say, you know, why leave it to chance, right? But you know when because this seems at the, right it doesn't really seem like it's leaving a chance though this is someone we trust our children with i trust her but at the same time the stakes and the unknown are so high i don't know what to do but what? i know you know i know people who 
So day, a lot of daycares are open right now. Not a lot. Some daycares are so. open right now because people who are central workers who have children who don't have, and they don't have someone who they have to have send their kids somewhere. So I know people who are thinking of maybe sending their kids back to daycare. I don't know. Yeah, but it, but yeah, there are people Everyone's who in are the doing same all boat. sorts of different things, and you can say, oh yeah, there are people that well, you know, they're going to the beach with no masks and da da da. Uh, the thing is, um. Every time you expose yourself to another, you know, whatever vector of right. transmission, it's a risk. Now, what we don't know is what that risk is. It's like with the the example I was using is it's like you're saying you're leaving it up to luck. Well, if I say something is a matter of luck, two things are a matter of luck. But one thing is flipping a coin and one thing is playing the lottery. There's a different there's a different calculation it's just and we just don't know what it is right. is it a flip of a coin or is it no. the lottery i don't know well i think the risk i think the chances of her having it are very low however i think if we are having her back in our home if she has it we are gonna get it so right. it's both <laughs> but you don't know what the we don't know what and then also you know, this, I've been thinking about this a lot too. If you get it, you don't, you could be asymptomatic or you could die. So that's like really a pretty it's broad a spectrum. Pretty it's broad. making it very, it's making me feel paralyzed in terms of decision making. And so I just go, okay, well, I'm just going to do the least risky thing. Right. Yes. Yeah, so um, that's the, and I think that's what people will be doing for a little while. And I don't I, think that long, though, I, because yeah. I think people are, I think, I think, you know, in California, we're now in something called stage two um, of the four stage easing of the restrictions. I just think at a certain point, we have to learn how to live with this thing, but our lives go on, I guess. I don't know. I'm very stymied by what to do. My prediction is that, you know, uh, in the next couple weeks, everyone's going to start to just crawl be everyone already is going crazy and crawling out of their skin so people are gonna like we were try to find reasons to ease the restrictions and then what's gonna happen is there's gonna be another uh peak like it's gonna get worse like right now today there was a there was a, a headline that texas had the worst day or week after two weeks after they opened up i mean are you predicting because um Ali Ward and the and the scientists are saying yes, there's going to be a second oh, wave, absolutely. but it's going to be later in the summer or the fall. But are you talking about a more immediate right. spike? So virologists say that it is an almost certainty that six months after the first peak, there is a second peak and it's worse. And they don't know why, and that happens with every pandemic. So they they they're very they're pretty certain that'll happen. Everybody's peaking at a different time. Right now, a lot of the country ha is like hasn't peaked yet, right? So you've got to figure like, well, six months is a, is a long way away. But here in California, we may have had our peak. So what I'm saying is that um, not so much that there'll be a second peak so much as uh, there will just be another uptick in cases. In red states right now, they are still on the rise and they haven't hit their peak yet. Um, so... You know, when we talk about is there going to be another peak, what I'm saying really is that there's going to be a first peak in the future and how people start to react to that 
is um is we we don't know yet like they i think that people may think it's not so bad right now because they they think it's behind us because it's behind us for new york you could take the you could take the country's average. Well, and for Calif- for where we are in California, it never hit in the way. I mean, right. because That's we true. because we did, we I mean, presumably early. because we did all the things that we're supposed to. So it never we right. many many people have, but not everyone has experienced devastation right next to if them. If you look at the national, and oh, this would be the, my last point. If if you look at the national average um, week over week, it's going down, but that's because it's going down for New York. And if you take New York out, mm. it's going up. So. Um, you know that thing, I don't know if you've experienced this, Daniel, I feel like most women have, where you're in an unhealthy relationship and you decide I have to get away. Or maybe Do you know rela- how this is, honey? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> maybe it's not an unhealthy relationship. Maybe you're just hooking up with someone. Regardless, you're like, no, it's probably a relationship. Not important. You're like, I got to get away from this person. So then you don't talk to them for a while and it hurts because you miss them, but then you begin to feel better and you begin to feel so strong and good. You're like, now I can talk to them. What if this is that? Like you can handle that bad relationship now? It's just a phenomenon that happens in relationships where you're with someone who makes you and you feel like shit because you're with them and then you break up with them and then you feel like shit at the beginning because you've broken up with them. But then you begin to feel better because time has passed and you're not yeah. around them. And then you go, oh, my God, I feel good again. I could probably handle being around them. Like so coronavirus is our bad relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like we've now flattened the curve enough that we're like now we can handle it yeah like he's not so bad yeah he's kind of cute it's a dumb analogy yeah no i think i get it i think i think the i think the way the analogy works is like at the at the beginning it felt like there was going to be a tornado that was going to hit us any day and we were all hunkered down waiting and then a month went by and then two months went by and for most of us the tornado never hit and then we're being told, like, man, you should just go back out. And it's like, oh, maybe the tornado is not going to hit. And then you get confidence. Mm. I think that's what's happening. People have this fake confidence. Now. Yes. Daniel. Sweetie. Would you like to hear a call? I would love to. Okay. It's from our carb czar herself. Oh, my God. Hello, Allison and Daniel. This is Jeff Flowers. AKA the carbs are. Um, I'm actually really enjoying quarantine. I was so busy before working and still trying to take my daughter to sports and paying attention to the dog. And I was just overwhelmed. And now being home is amazing. And I get to sleep until eight when I just stumble over to my desk and um, a 12 year old does most of her schoolwork on her own and we take a break every day at one and do crafts and I'm actually really bummed that it's gonna come to an end at some point so that's what I've been up to I'm enjoying it all right love you guys bye Jess I appreciate your work in the carb space but your message made Daniel Hold his head and grimace. <laughs> Not that we begrudge you this gauzy, nice experience. We love you, Jess. But this I, is what we could have if we feel, had childcare. I feel like this is a microaggression against those of us 
with younger children. And, you know, look, I forgive you, Jess. I know, you know, you, you're just not woke enough to understand <laughs> your uh, older child privilege. privilege. But um, this, this is very triggering for me, I have to say. I, I don't know if you were to receive a three-year-old in the mail if you would take him <laughs> in, but I'm willing to take the risk. Um, this is like, you know, do you know what a Nancy Myers movie is? Uh, yes, I, well, I know Nancy Myers. She, okay, so in her movie, she's known for probably a lot of things, but what I know her for, not even firsthand, just pop culture-wise, mm -hmm. uh, the kitchens in her movies are, like, gigantic and have huge islands and stuff. Mm -hmm. A Nancy Myers kitchen versus, like, our kitchen, right. that's Jess Flowers' uh, life versus our life <laughs> right now. I know, I actually was thinking, uh, and I'm not proud of this, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot I'm not proud of, and this is this falls into that. Okay. The people I know who have children who are now in who've just come out of the phase where we're in, whose kids can sit and sort of take care of themselves. I hate them. <laughs> I I hate them all. Like I'm mad at them and resentful of them for not having to have this intense three-year-old uh the crucible that we're yeah. in with this it, it's like it's like raising a child but on acid uh, no like, on steroids it's like the it's like this the volume is turned up like the saturation level like the the if you were to have a a knob of <laughs> Like, like this one goes to 11 this one is going to 11 like this is intense <laughs> and all these people that were like yeah you know i mean we just took her to daycare and uh you know or and we picked him up and uh you know we saw him for a couple hours we put him to bed every night and it was great it's like fuck you <laughs> fuck you wait who's doing that now no they they did it that's what oh. i'm saying like that's how it was for them yeah. when their kids were three. Oh right but for us we're we're literally in the fiery pits of hell right now. You know the thing is also we t we say kids, little kids. It's just Elliot. Well, I mean, we have two killed two kids. If Excuse it me. We're just Elliot. It would be easier. Now Owen is not as demanding as Elliot, but the presence of Owen makes it more difficult because well, Elliot can't handle Owen being near him. Yeah, <laughs> and all Owen wants to do <laughs> is be near, near Elliot. Yeah. And, all Owen wants to play with is anything Elliot. So and Elliot, so it's a constant process of Elliot taking toys and stashing them in the cushions behind the couch <laughs> and just like screaming bloody murder because Owen dares to play with anything. He it, things he's not even played with for weeks. Um, so whatever. It, I, this is so boring to anyone who doesn't have children, you know, I'm sure. But it's like. No one was meant to work full time. Listen, I am setting up a GoFundMe. <laughs> my emotional. No, look, I get it. People, I complain, but it's it's not easy. And when I hear that, uh, that's the dream. I, it I think really like, is. Oh my god, an excuse to stay home. Yeah, you is know that... what else is the dream, mm. Daniel? Mm -hmm. Hair color that's beautiful, dimensional convenient that you My can do at home it's getting wild and i'm ready i'm ready to play <laughs> in the well i'm space. talking about my own 
my own hair right now. But uh, we can talk about your hair next. Uh, I want to tell you guys about Madison Reed hair color. So before they even came, and I love when this happens, before they even came on as a sponsor, I was just like very recent. I'd heard of them. And very recently I was reading a story about doing your own hair color at home because that's something a lot of people are now thinking about doing. And just in general, it's something that it's expensive to go to the salon. It's, you know, and if you can do it at home, kudos to you. So I was reading an article about the best home hair colors, hair color kits, and Madison Reed was the one they mentioned. So it was like a kind of top of mind. And then they signed on as sponsors. That is a little something I call serendipity. Yeah. Hell hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear it, girlfriend. Anyway, I'm very excited. My Madison Reed products are on their way to me right now. I personally have not I don't quite know what crossing the Rubicon means, but uh, it's what Julius Caesar did, right? When he came back to Rome, he crossed the Rubicon. I right? have, but is it like an event horizon? Is it like once you do it, you can't come back from it? Because I mean, I'm just going to use it and okay. you just tell me if I used it correctly. Okay. I have not yet crossed the Rubicon into permanent hair color. Does that sound right? Sure, is that yes. what did Julius Caesar used permanent it hair color? It was all about hair color <laughs> when, he, when he became emperor of Rome. Okay. Does that sound right, though? Because, like, permanent um, hair yes. color... Okay, I haven't crossed the Rubicon yet into permanent hair color. I'm still doing semi-permanent mm-hmm. or demi-permanent. I'm a little unclear of the difference. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, Madison Reed has, like, an array of stuff. And I am getting something called Root Reboot. Ooh. Yeah. Reboot? In, I think it's 4C Vernazza Dark Brown. Don't quote me on that. You're going to help me do it, Daniel. Uh, okay. It's a demi permanent. It covers your roots. And here's the thing I love so much about the website, uh, the description of it. And they're not even trying to be funny. It says it's like, does not affect underlying hair color. So your colorist won't know. And I just love the acknowledgement that all of us are kind of intimidated and afraid of the people yeah. who color our hair. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want them to know that you cheated on them. No. So anyway, I'm getting root reboot. Daniel's going to help me with it. And then also they have glosses in different shades. And I'm going to do a gloss. Did you use a bad word? No. You just, you just stopped. Okay. Take coloring your hair at home to the next level with Madison Reed. You deserve gorgeous professional hair color delivered to your door starting at $22. What makes Madison Reed color unique is that it's crafted by master colorists who blend nuances of light, dark, cool, and warm tones to create over 55 gorgeous multidimensional shades. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com. Oh, yeah. I neglected to mention. There's a color quiz, and I love a quiz. Allison Rose's new best friend listeners get 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with code Allison. That's code Allison at madison-reed.com again that is madison-reed.com use code allison for 10 percent off plus free shipping on your first color kit with code allison madison-reed.com code allison okay want to hear another call heck yeah hi allison daniel elliot owen wendy and tony my name's Nikki. I'm calling from Seattle. I was actually your first fan phone call when you brought the segment back. So hi again. Um, I just wanted to say hi and then I, luckily I'm doing great. Um, I was super fortunate to be hired at a law firm right now when this started. And sorry, Daniel, but I live alone and couldn't be happier. Um, I have a friend couple who I've been seeing throughout this, so I don't feel lonely. And I have a cat. 
Um, thanks for always having a great show, and I really hope it gets easier for you guys once they start opening things up. Love you. Bye. Thanks, Nikki. I love that we have created a situation where the listeners are just taking pity on us. Oh, I don't mind. <laughs> uh, well, I'm happy for you that you got that job and that this is working out for you. You know, um, oh, God. And I don't, I don't, I'm not being sarcastic, even though that sounded sarcastic. I'm, I'm happy for everybody that's able to, to turn this into a positive. Um, it's been a long time since I've done fan phone call. In fact, I don't know if everyone listening knows what fan phone call is. This is a segment I invented. I think you were the first broadcaster to do anything like this. Are you being serious or joking? No, I'm serious. I don't think anyone took phone calls from the audience. Well, no, I didn't take phone calls. I placed phone calls. That's that's the key difference. Oh. So people would send me their number. Mm. Did you wink or do you have a twitch? Did I you just blinked. give me a wink? I did not wink. No, only one I did it. No, it was both. All right. Anyway, people would send me their phone numbers. <laughs> you just, now that's a wink. They would send me their phone numbers, and then I would put them all in a double boiler because I needed some kind of vessel, and I had a double boiler. And then uh, when it was fan phone call time, we would play a song, which I'm going to make Tony play. And then I would pull a number out, and I would call them. And... Most of the time they wouldn't answer, so I'd just leave a silly voicemail. Sometimes they would answer. In fact, that's how all the music on the show exists because Trap Dog, Tom Rap, Trap Dog, was the fan the fan we phone called on like the second one, I Unbelievable. think. Yeah. And Dustin was like he, uh, Tom Rap said he that he was a musician. And Dustin's like, she needs a theme song. And he's like, let me come up, let me come up with something. And I remember thinking, Gosh, that's, crazy. that's so ballsy of you, Dustin. But I'm so glad he did because we got... It's and such then, the character of the show, Tom Rapp. Yeah. And then it was like, it was this sort of amazing co- creative cohesion where I would, I would have an idea and I would send it to him and then he would send me a song. It really doesn't sound like creative cohesion. It more just sounds like he was being creative... And I can't say the word, but it felt like, it felt, I mean, it felt like serendipity, the word I used before and synergy. It was amazing. He's great. He's the best. But like at the beginning, it was happening so frequently as I was like getting everything set up for the show. Anyway, um, let's do another one. Actually, Tony, will you play the fan phone call song? Cause it's fun and I like it. All right. Hi, Allison. My name is Sam. I left an iTunes comment a couple of weeks ago that was talking about how you were talking about where you sit during the podcast. And I know there was a little bit of a question of was I being serious because it was a five star review or was it sarcastic? As someone who is also a textbook overthinker, I wanted you to know that that comment was completely in response to the angry listener who was annoyed that you had been talking about where you were setting up during quarantine, and that I am a really huge fan, and I'm sorry that didn't come across. <laughs> um, I feel kind of bad when I heard you guys, you and Daniel, were discussing it on the podcast. Um, as far as the quarantine is going, I recently just broke up with my uh, girlfriend of nine months, and we had made the mistake of quarantining together, 
and we had other problems, and I know that our relationship wasn't good, but I think going through this breakup during quarantine is so much worse than what it would be if our lives were normal. And I think um, it's possible if you could share, like, breakups you've gone through, how you've gotten over them, advice, because <laughs> not much is keeping me sane, but um, really big fan of the show, and thank you so much. Sam, first of all, no apology necessary. Um, you left a perfectly nice comment. I just <laughs> felt like, does anyone really enjoy hearing about where I sit? But of course I would think they do because mm. I thought they did initially. What? <laughs> nothing I... I said made sense. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is there was nothing lacking in your comment. It was just us. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. And also, um, my heart goes out to you going through a breakup right now. I'm trying to think if it, she said it was worse. I'm yeah. trying to think, well, now, why you, do you think it's worse? Because, well, I have some theories. Because there's nothing else to distract you, maybe? Yeah, or because you you, you're just your sitting there ruminating. Yeah. And you can't. It's hard to meet new people if that's a way that, you know, if, if the hope right. of meeting someone new helps you get over things. Um, you, don't, you don't really have the comfort of your friends. And this situation is adding stress and trauma and grief to all of us. So then you throw, you know, the stress of a, and the pain of a breakup on top of that. Yeah. So I get how that could be very hard. Um yeah. You know, I think this is so cliche, but it's weird how true it is that time heals all wounds. It really like it just takes time. And I think it is so something that I always think is amazing is that the heart can really heal almost fully. If not fully, I think I, I like I was going to say the heart can heal fully. But the thing that held me back was there are people out there who have lost a loved one to death and they they would probably say it hasn't healed fully. But you will. But from something. But but a relationship. Yes, it heals fully from a relationship. I uh, would I would say that. Uh, it heals in the sense that like it feels like it's a open bloody wound and it won't be that but in this it there's a scar it's like a tree that has taken an axe blow to it will heal but it'll have like a bump you're and the bigger the the bigger the loss the you know you change it changes you every yes every heartbreak changes you every loss every and you know but you, I think what I'm trying to say is you will have the capacity to love just as deeply again. That's right. Your heart won't, won't be broken open. Right. But it does, it's not the same as it was before. That's what I'm saying. But I guess the thing that I think about is I was someone who felt rejection and disappointment so deeply. I mean, it was like relationships were really sort of the driving force in my life I feel like in a way I almost was addicted to um I don't want to say I was addicted to men because that makes it sound like I was just like always you know you're just addicted to this man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh like I was like 
but I was addicted to the 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 idea of love and having crushes and the pursuit and all of that stuff. And so then when it you were addicted to being validated. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so then when something didn't work out, it, it, it cut so deeply and I was just heartbroken. And I, you know, I can think of so many different guys where I felt that about them and about the situation and I don't wish I were with one of them right now. I don't feel yeah. any of that pain. And to me, like, that's the proof that you do get over it. Well, sure. Yeah. And that's all true, I think. But the thing you said at the beginning is also true, which is it sure does help getting over a breakup to be able to be social. So here's. And so, like, that thing where you're sitting at home thinking about it, unless it was like. You know, sometimes a breakup is, is just a really good thing. And it's like, yeah. Well, I think she knows it was a good thing, but she's also having trouble with it. So mm. some advice that I received a long time ago. Um, when going through a breakup, focus on the things you can control. So uh, focus on, let's say. Color your hair, baby. Color your hair. Exercise. Exercise. I would always throw myself into exercise. Um, writing. Just anything where you get out what you put into it because drugs uh, and alcohol. That see, I would you can control <laughs> anything where you get out. I just I'm saying it again. Anything where you get out, you know what you put into it, and it is not mm -hmm. dependent on other people and things outside of your control. Because I think part of why a breakup hurts, in addition to just the loss of the person, is like it makes you feel sort of vulnerable to the, to the whims of things that are out of your control. And right now this whole situation is so out of our, our control. So therefore I would say bake some bread, go jogging, write, um, maybe adopt an animal, develop a new skill, go on uh, one of those sites that teaches you new skills or even just YouTube and, and develop a thing. There's all sorts of stuff. I'm really interested. You know, you keep hearing stories about like how, hard this is on couples how many couples are are having fights and stuff and um you know I, i'd be interested to see what the statistics are after all of this of you know divorces and breakups there's going to be like a lot of babies born in seven months and there's going to be a lot of divorces which one are we going to be <sighs> neither <laughs> um that's only because i'm old and on that note, a couple things happened since we last recorded. Mm. Mother's Day happened and my birthday happened. They did. I am now older. It's it's obscene Folks, how old I am. It was back to back for this guy. That's right. Sunday was Mother's Day. Monday was my birthday. The year I was born, I was actually born on Mother's Day, which I think is awfully neat. Um, but yeah, you got back to back. It's a little on the nose if you ask me. <laughs> Sort of like what were we saying before? If oh, oh our our cup, yeah. our cup showdown, mm -hmm. war of what do you call it? War of cups. I don't remember. Anyway, um, so I had very very low expectations, mm. and I enjoyed both days. <sighs> you guys have no idea. Um, well, I'm glad, honey. Yeah, it's tough because there's so little. I mean. 
But holidays can be a trap for me. I begin to get sort of morose anyway. Not Mother's Day as much as my birthday. I tend to get depressed a little bit before my birthday, and it never lives up to what I... I mean, this all goes back to childhood shit, I'm sure, but like it never really lives up to what I wanted it to be. And so then I'm like, well, I'm just not going to have any expectations. And then somehow some pain always like darts in from some angle. So this year I felt like I truly nailed it. I was just like, I really... Because it gets to a certain point where it's like another birthday. I've had so many of them. Like I don't, I don't need it. You, you've had so many. Birthdays. So I mean, Holy so shit. I don't even know if I could count any. I mean, it's I a could. Lot. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, you definitely people. consolidated the candles. You're just like each candle represents a millennia. The, yeah, I mean, honestly, each candle represented a baker's dozen. <laughs> so, uh. On Mother's Day, it was my morning to watch the kids. So I watched the kids and then you got up Mm -hmm. and you were like, you can have the rest of the day, Mm -hmm. which I was not expecting at all. And so I took this humongous nap in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. and it put me in such a good mood. Mm -hmm. And then you and Elliot made me a card, which was so sweet. Elliot spelled his name. Yeah. Not in the right order. Not in the right order, but he wrote the letters and they were correct. Yeah. I was blown away. I did not expect but that. But did you tell him? You said draw an E and then draw I told an him L. the letter, right, yeah. but he drew it. I know. It was amazing. And then on my birthday, you guys made me a cake. <laughs> it was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, and it was like, there's nothing simpler than a fucking Betty Crocker, like, add two eggs and water, dumbass. Like, it was really for Elliot. Yeah, because I wasn't eating carbs, but I managed to just make a complete mess. I of thought it. it was, I thought it was good. So it was for, I'm not eating carbs, but then at night I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna have some of this cake. It actually was tasty, not bad. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we ordered from a nice restaurant. Yeah, it's surprising which restaurants now deliver, and so we did. It it was um testament to lowered expectations being the key to happiness (laughs) but can i share something else and i don't know if this is relatable at all but when you because you told me that you had an idea for dinner Mm -hmm. um the night before i ordered a salad from this place where i've been craving their salads uh just like a just a pizza place that has good salads but um you told me that you had something in mind for dinner for my birthday and then as it got closer to it, you're like, I should probably just tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, blah, blah. And so then you mentioned it. And I think that there's a part of me that would have been like, you know what? I don't know if I'm in the mood for that exactly tonight. And I'm going to like take control of this situation and have to make it exactly. I, I have to control it. You? <laughs> what? I mean, okay. And do they have exactly what I want? And all that. But instead, I was just like, you know what? I hadn't considered that idea, but that is a nice idea. And I'm just going to like be relaxed and just just do your idea. Go along. I'm just going to sit back and just kind of receive this nice idea and not be all Allison-y about it. Smart. And uh, And it was great. <laughs> but I felt like... I had finally nailed 
like being the, a gracious human. The key is to be less Allison-y. This is like the Seinfeld <laughs> where George does the opposite of whatever George would do. But it- I basically, <laughs> I didn't turn into a seven-year-old whose dad was drunk at her birthday party and only paying attention to her brothers and embarrassing yeah. her. Yeah, it's hard to hypothetically. It's hard to be in control of those uh because sorry, go ahead. Those, well, those expectations when you don't know why you, why you have them. Yeah, because I mean, that's what when I become I have to control things and it has to be I need everyone to pay attention to me and you know like that sort of hand-wringing birthday nightmare that I can mm-hmm. become. It's it's because I'm turning into a child. Right. And I felt like I didn't turn into a child either day this year mother's yeah. day not that mother's day is a trigger but in general when it's that thing and that thing of like it's your day we can do anything you want that is a recipe for me to become very overwhelmed and and unhappy i mean i think that when people say well, what's the value of therapy really you go well this is the value of therapy because when you start to understand why then when you feel it, you can check yourself a little yeah. and go, hold on, I'm doing that. And then it helps dissipate the feeling and you can then relax into to understanding that this is not a recreation of your childhood. I'm your husband. I love yeah. you. Uh, it doesn't have to be the fulfillment of all of your secret wishes. It can just be a nice celebration of you on your birthday. Right. You know, and... uh and then it's like you can just be open to being happy as opposed to, yeah. Um, also, I thought it was sweet on Mother's Day um, when I saw the card. I like, you know, was loved the card. And Elliot said, I thought you would love it for your birthday. Yeah, he, he, th- he, he was unclear that there were two, two things going on. Yeah. Um, he was so excited. What was amazing is we, we uh, I mean, I don't know. Amazing to me. He, uh, I drew like a little picture of you and then I let him decorate the rest of it. And so this would be like on Sunday morning, I guess he, you know, took a red marker and drew a circle around your head and said, like, that's an apple. And then he took like a yellow one and drew a circle around that and said it was a pineapple. And then he drew a green one and that was a kiwi. And then he drew all these things. And the next day you asked him what everything was and he remembered every mark. An apple necklace, right? Yeah. Like every little mark on there. He remembered because it's just. Oh yeah, scribble. he drew little scribbles at the bottom that it's are just flowers. Scribble, but well, it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it's not because he looks at it yeah. and he understands every right. single mark he, on that he page. He reads his own hieroglyphics. Uh, you mentioned therapy. I missed the amazing segue that I could have done. Well, let me then. let me say that. That's the testament to therapy. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Hmm. Allison Rosen is your new best friend is supported by BetterHelp Online Counseling. If you're struggling with stress, anxiety, isolation, or depression right now, you are not alone. If you're feeling isolated and worried about the state of things, BetterHelp offers online licensed professional counselors who can help. BetterHelp counselors specialize in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs and get matched with a counselor in less than 24 hours. Easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, plus exchange unlimited messages. If for any reason you are unhappy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. I think that's 
a really nice feature. You can get professional help when you want, wherever you are. BetterHelp is a truly affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BESTFRIEND. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash bestfriend. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash bestfriend. Talk to a therapist online and get help. So Daniel. Yes, my dear. I think we should do some iTunes comments of the week. Oh, yeah. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. There's two. And I'll tell you right now, they're both pause. Oh, that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can make up a negative one. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. Okay. Uh, top one first? Yes. Whoa, I like this. Topic. I know. I got a comment after. Okay. Uh, keep the Daniel episodes coming by awesome person, Park Place 62. Always the biggest fan of Air IYMF. One huge positive about COVID 19 is the addition to the podcast with the Daniel episodes. Please, please, when the world goes back to normal, keep this wonderful weekly podcast on your lineup. I love hearing about your children and the growing pains through both of your eyes. This is by far the best new podcast in many months. I will be so sad if you decide to drop this after quarantine. Thank you. Okay, here's what I have to say. Uh, the danger of reading this one on the show that with it you're on is that someone out there who hates this is going to be like, no, <laughs> is going <laughs> to is going to be like, I have to write in and set the record straight because he's going to get a big head and they're going to think that everyone loves this. And I just need to let them know that not everyone loves this. So I'm just to be forewarned. Someone who's been online and for a long time. So many different hits. I mean, people can say that to me. I don't give a shit. I don't. It, it's. That doesn't. First of all, I re, I appreciate the positive yeah, comment. Thank that's you. awesome. That hypothetical negative comment that's coming in, like I don't think that would. That's not the kind of negative comment that would phase me. Right. I'm just telling you. Yeah, well, by, we are we're chumming the waters a little bit by reading it. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm just most people's cup. Of tea. <laughs> all right. Here's a second one. Opening music by Shan. O one twelve, uh, a robot. Okay. Just so you know, your opening music for both podcasts are the only openings I listen to all the way through. Plus, I sing along as well as doing a little dance each time. You know what? Uh, you're. The, I love that the trap dog music. We were just talking about him. Like, I have heard these tunes. So many times now, and I enjoy them. I know. They're always good. Uh, If you would like to see the Thursday gang dancing to the song, subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, because I've been putting up the videos, and everyone dances, and I love love when people dance. You've been been adding videos for this show and for your And also to Childish. Yeah, so the one – so on Patreon, you get to see, like, the raw recording, and on this – I fucked, excuse me. No, I can say that. What am I saying? I fucked up an ad, like, and I had to reset so many times. Oh, it's in the video? Yeah. And Allie Ward was like, I just began to feel really bad 
that Allie and Jackie were sitting there while I was fucking up. And I'm sure neither of them have ever fucked up. Well, and Allie was like, you got this. You got this. It was like she saw that I was because be- the more I fucked up, the more I continued to fuck up um, in the version that, you know, went out. Of course, mm-hmm. it's cleaned up. But I just I don't normally mess up that much. But she said that's why she doesn't do hers live because she has oh, to. Sure. Yeah, I don't maybe I shouldn't reveal that. I think it's OK to reveal that she's very self-effacing. Um, that she has, she has to like retake spots all the time. I think it's totally normal to, yeah. to do that. Um, but yeah, so that's what I put up on the Patreon. And then you see, you know, a little bit before it starts and a little bit after, but the, for childish, we've been putting up these edited videos of those episodes. And I'm really proud of those too. And especially the stuff we're starting to do, like the fun little, you saw one today, like the fun little clips and, and the little, you know, just produced clips and yeah. things like that. So go to youtube.com slash Alison Rosen to see that stuff. That's it's, it's, is nascent the right word? It's young. Nascent. Nation. I don't think it's nascent. Um, my backup recorder turned off, Daniel. This is all we have. We're flying. We're on a tightrope with no net. That's right. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. Um, I had something to say. I don't know. We saw some friends today. They were From in their far car, away. and we were on our sidewalk. And I feel recharged. And it just reminds me that we are social animals at the core. And anyone who tells you or wants you to subscribe to an ideology that tells you that you are just an individual alone in this world is full of shit. Who are you talking about? Well, there's a whole there's a whole party that's dedicated to oh, fierce right. individualism. We yeah. are fucking we need each other. And right now, if you don't get that now in this quarantine, like you're never going to get it. We need each other. Even introverts need people. Yes. It's vital. I just can't wait until we can start to like see each other again. I know. It is crazy how good that felt. Yeah. So on my birthday, a friend of mine came over and sat in my front yard and we did, it was like, we were like, 14 feet away and I kept inching back even while we were talking because I just began to get nervous because it was the first time I've done anything like that but that was really recharging it just makes you feel normal again I'm not advising breaking lockdown no do it responsibly but my god like we need this we need this to be over it's hard so I get I guess what I'm saying uh is if you're feeling like depressed or whatever yeah that's because it's like you're not breathing. Right. It's like it's it's we need this as human beings. You're not getting it. Um, let's listen to another call and then let's do some deleted tweets. Hey, Allison and Daniel. Uh, this is Ray. I'm calling from uh, Upper East Side in New York. Uh, right in the thick of it. Um, thank you for continuing to do the show. Um, it, it's something that my wife and I look forward to every week, uh, both Childish and uh, ERA and YABF. Uh, we've been sheltering in place for about two months now, and, uh, you know, ourselves, our three cats and our dog, so at least with our dog, it gives us a chance to go outside a couple of times a day. Um, it's been weird up here, uh, up although all the restaurants are closed or just doing delivery, so it's just kind of trying to get by, but there's still a lot of people outside, which is a little unnerving. Um, I just found out today that I'm going to be working from home until Labor Day, which is kind of depressing. 
and weird. Um, my wife is, you know, trying to try to keep herself busy, and you know, we're both fortunate enough to be able to work from home. Uh, and a lot of people don't have that opportunity, so we're grateful for that. But it's always a little weird not knowing what's going to happen. We're supposed to uh, go on vacation to Switzerland in June, and obviously that's not going to happen. And we don't know when we're going to be able to travel again and do the things that we like to do. Um, so just trying to stay busy, and I've been actually really busy at work. Um, I've been working 10, 12-hour days almost every day for the past two months, so it's it's gone back by quickly, which I think is good, but also I haven't had a chance to really rest or binge watch things or really kind of enjoy the quote-unquote benefits of being stuck in the house. Um, my wife bought a loom because she wanted something to do while we're stuck in the house, and so that's been good that we've been trying to find ways of doing crafts and doing things to keep ourselves uh, entertained. So it's uh, it's weird and interesting, but hopefully things are going to start winding down and getting a little back to normal. Um, and you guys are definitely helping, so really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so just checking in. Hopefully everybody's doing well, staying healthy. Um, thankfully we are, so it's just about figuring out what's going to happen next. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. And um, maybe Sam, who called in before, should get a loom. I was just thinking, like, one of the problems with this quarantine is this feeling of every day being exactly like the last day and you're just sort of running in place. Your brain starts to lose focus and it's really, that's one of the things that makes it hard. I was thinking learning a new thing uh, or, you know, some sort of project, creative project of any kind it is also good because it helps you feel progress. Right. And I think that might actually be a key way to get through this. You know, you, reading books, you could stack all the books you've read. That's a way to feel progress. But like, you know, uh, a loom, like you, you knitted something so that uh, after a couple of weeks, it's like, yeah, time has passed. Like, I know that time has passed. I'm not just just stewing. And um, the other thing I was thinking is uh, on YouTube, and I, this is tangential to the call, really, but um, they have all of these this is something people can do. They have all of these virtual tours of uh, like zoos and oh yeah, I love that. Stuff. But they also, which, so you know, you can do that with kids and that's fun. But they also have, and I don't know if this is legal, uh, but whatever. They have uh, <clears throat> to, like videos of all the rides at Disneyland. Oh yeah, and <laughs> uh, honestly, it's kind of fun. To, if you have a big TV to sit, you could do the cool thing about it is you could do the rides like in Shanghai Disneyland or in Tokyo Disneyland. They, they don't have out here. Um, so, you, I don't know, pop some popcorn and sit on your couch and do some Disneyland rides. That's a great idea. That sounds just like Elliot. That's a good idea. Elliot, Elliot came into my office and said uh this is a couple weeks ago he goes daddy you can get me um get me a tr truffle right he said get me a truffle and then he pointed to me with this like slight lean back and he goes that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> so i've been doing that ever since all right and now we have a call that mentions becky mcclure hey allison daniel this is paul um i'm a longtime fan of both your podcasts 
And uh, I've been dealing with the shelter in place, I think, fairly well. But um, I have to admit that Becky um, McClure passing away really, really affected me much more than I think I was really prepared for. And uh, I just wanted to call and tell you guys, uh, just wanted to call and tell you a quick uh, story about her. Um, I met Becky a couple times. Um, the first time was when I stayed with the gang over at Lisa's, and then the other time I met her was uh, at Sketchfest earlier this year. Um, and my wife went, went with me to Sketchfest, and she had never heard uh, ARIYNDF before, so the live show was her like first entry into the podcast. Uh, and she had never met anyone from uh, the BFF gang, even though she let me once drive like 500 miles to like hang the weekend with them. Um, anyway, right away, like her and Becky were like fast friends and like talked before and after the show. Uh, and then even like when we went up to do the the record with Lisa and everything. Uh, and then afterward, um, Becky was saying like, "Oh, I got to catch uh, Uber to go to the airport," and my wife was like, "Oh, we will." totally drive you to the airport. It's not a problem. It's totally on our way. And um, I just remember her being so genuinely touched and thankful, like the best reaction that you could have when someone wants to help you. And um, I just remember on the way to the airport that we talked about life and all these other things. And she joked about how she might run into you at the airport, which she did. Uh, and I remember as we, we passed, like, over the port of Oakland, it was, like, golden hour, and everything was beautiful, and we were, I just remember thinking, like, this was such a great, great day. Uh, and then we got to the airport, and I helped her with her stuff, and um, I hugged her goodbye. And um, when we were driving back to our house, uh, I just remember returning to my wife and going, like, wasn't it so cool that Becky let us drive her to the airport? <laughs> just, like... Uh, something I cannot remember ever saying before. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, like what, what kind of friend was uh, was Becky McClure? Um, she was one that you were stoked to drive uh, to the airport after meeting her twice, I guess. So um, anyway, take care, you guys. Thanks. Bye. That was nice, Paul. Thank you for your message, for calling in. Um, yeah. That's kind I of hilarious. Is. A friend that you're happy to drive to the airport. I, um, I, I was get that though. Yeah, you know? me too. Yeah, but that is what Becky was like. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and since she died, and reading all the, you know, things that people have written on her page on Facebook, um, just getting sort of a fuller picture of who she was because again, I didn't know her super duper well. I just had my own impression of her. Um, and seeing that like that, like the person that she seemed to be to me, like super easy to talk to full of life, really funny, really sweet. Um, like conspiratorial, someone that you instantly just wanted to like talk about real shit with or just gossip with, but in like a nice sweet way, that's who she was to everyone. Like right. she just, she was just, I guess the word I'm going for is genuine. She's just really genuine. And I was actually was thinking about her a couple hours before the show started. And I was thinking that I don't want, you know, we talked about her a lot when she passed away, which I don't even, time has lost all meaning. I don't even remember how long ago. Could have been four months ago or last week. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, it was a, a couple of weeks ago. And I don't want her memory to slip away. Oh, it won't. I think that um, I think 
this show and what we talk about is not the marker of her memory being preserved. Yeah. Like the people that knew her and loved her and the, her friends, they're they're all remembering her. And yeah, like, you know she's alive in their hearts and stuff. Right, of course. Just because we we haven't talked about it every episode since doesn't mean yeah. we're like somehow letting her down. Um, yeah, I know. I just feel like I don't. You know, I feel this when anyone when there's any loss mm -hmm. this feeling of like but if we allow life to go back to normal which is ironic right now because there's nothing normal about this but like but if we allow life to go back to normal that's like saying you're somehow okay with what happened this might be a me thing huh. that's deep i don't know i'd have to think about that it's something i've experienced before with grief this feeling of like but if I move to acceptance, then that's like saying I'm okay with what happened. And like, but I'm not. The quote that I that just comes to mind for me that relates to this, I think, it's sort of the I remember it because it um, it it feels like the perfect expression of how to live with grief. Uh, actually came at the end of the uh, Ken Burns uh, documentary series about the West. There was a, a, a woman who was a uh, historian. And I hope I get this right. She said that now, of course, is in the context of the American West. And this is after this is the very end. So this is after all the stories of all the Native Americans who were killed and um, all of the homesteaders who also died in horrible ways and just all this tragedy and uh she said the story of the american west it could be said is a story of the human spirit how to live and love with a broken heart mm. and that just is it to me that's life yeah. No, obviously some people have it harder than other people, but it's like to go on living and to persevere is not somehow disrespectful. You know, you you never stop having that person in your heart. You can't disrespect them by continuing on. The strength that it takes to continue on and have an open heart in the face of such loss is I think like the testament to, to, uh, the truly strong character and to someone who, um, I, I don't know. That's like that's that's the challenge of life, yeah. right there. That's it. Uh, so I don't think that like giving into it, like you might think that that's honoring a person, right? But um, but that's not the. I don't know. It just no. I mean, honestly, I think, and now I'm talking about past experiences with grief. Um, probably what's happening is you're caught up in, you know, in the anger of it. Mm. Like I'm too angry to. You're not ready to to accept it yet. You're still angry, and so you're like, as long as I maintain this anger, then I'm not letting. Then I'm th the person is closer. Right it's almost like you're you're losing sight of the person though and you're holding on to the the violence of the loss 
Yeah. And it's like the pain of that is something that becomes more important to you than the person. Like what's the in, in my head, it's the injustice, which is like that's kind of a sticking point for me in a lot of things. Right. A lot of dumb things. Yeah. I, I'm a big like that's where that's where I go. That's when I'm like, just, I'm, which I guess is also young. It's like, but it's not fair. <laughs> I mean, I think all the time about pe- people I know who've lost children. And I think like, Jesus Christ, if I lost Elliot or Owen, my God, like, I don't know how I could continue on. And, but I see them continuing on. I'm like, you're, you guys are miracles to me because yeah. I don't think I could do it. But I, I also think like if you were to ask the child, the child would say, you know, afterwards that, you know, if you were so, summon their spirit, they'd be like, please go on. Yeah. You know, like, so you like, no, I want you to be happy. I like, you're not honoring me by being miserable. Right. I don't want you to be miserable. Well, I was thinking, yeah, like if something happened to me, I would want you, I give you my permission to go be happy. To remarry quickly. <laughs> uh, I would want the kids to have a nice person in their life. Yeah, have like a nice 20-something mom. Let's do deleted tweets. Feel that beat. I believe we have a deleted tweet. Not so sweet. Maybe that thought is incomplete. Okay, so I'll go first. Now, again, we haven't done this one in a while, but man, I love that song. Uh, this is where we read tweets that we thought of tweeting but didn't. And oftentimes, the reason that we didn't is readily apparent. Now, Daniel, mm. tell me three words that are what you think about me. You could just be fast. Um, lazy. <laughs> messy. And self-absorbed. <laughs> well, I guess self-absorbed is two words. Do you really think I'm self-absorbed? No, I'm just kidding because we've <laughs> talked about it. I know. Uh, well, what I was gonna say was this is silly. after. Okay, you're well, you're. If I'm gonna be earnest and sorry, you are uh, very funny. You're funny. You're smart, and you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. See, folks, that's how you do it. <laughs> okay. Because once I share this, you're no longer going to think those things about me. No, I don't. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. This is something I thought. It's it's a deleted tweet poll. And I, listen, listener, people at home, mm. whatever your three things are, if they're complimentary, hold on to that for a moment. A moment of silence for what you once thought of me because this is, it's you're going to change your mind about me. So here it is. Help. I've been hacked. Which statement best describes your relationship to mucus coming out of your butt? One, it happens. Two, it happens rarely. Three, what are you talking about? You think this would change my opinion of you? <laughs> I live with you, sweetheart. But here's. Do we need to discuss or should we just glide on by? I think everyone understands what that is. Well, Sometimes- which one is it for you? Read the options again. It happens. It happens rarely. What are you talking about? Well, see, the difference between it happens and it happens rarely. I mean, it happens 
rarely it happens are the same, right? Like it, it happens. Like it, I, it happens regularly. It happens a lot. It happens rarely. That's what, uh, rarely I would say probably. I think it has to do with like, I'm not sure what causes it. Is it lack of fiber maybe? Or is it, I don't know. I think it can be allergies actually is what I allergies? heard. Allergies, yeah. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying it's like a very, very common occurrence for me. Oh. And I always thought. You're on a weird diet though. No, but it's been a common my whole life. You've been on a weird diet. <laughs> That's kind of true. Life. Uh, I just wonder if you were just on a fully like quote unquote normal, normal. diet if this would happen. I have to say. And now I'm veering into a different direction. My bowels have not been this. My bowels have not been the same since being pregnant with Owen. I'm sure it's some kind of. I'm sure, but like the well, reason it all gets messed up down there. So during childbirth, yeah, but I think that it's hormones because I got super duper constipated, and my doctor said it was the progesterone that does it. Mm. Um, and I don't know. It just it, mm. like. It's like there's a rabbit inside my body mm-hmm. shitting my shits. Mm. <laughs> like the boop, 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 boop. Sometimes. Wow. Anyway, ba- but back to the mucus. <laughs> um, I always thought like, oh my God, my body is malfunctioning. This mm. is not a normal thing. Like I'm seeing something I should never see. It's my own secret with myself. And oh, then oh. I encountered an article somewhere um, and and reading it made me realize, wait, maybe this is actually like something that most people ex- have had from time to time. Yeah, I think so. So hence. Although there are people out there that are like, I've only ever had normal shits. Like, what are you talking about? Captain normal shits. I, I feel like there's people. Do like you think that. those are my listeners? No. All right, Daniel, let's hear some of yours. Can well, you top gonna... that? Do you, well, need, I was gonna have, do you need three adjectives? I was, the one I was going to read was like also... Uh, Scatological? Had so maybe I'm trying to... Uh, so let's see. Here's one. As annoying as I am to some of you on here, trust me, it could get a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you tweet that? I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, eh. Uh, but this was the one I was going to read. Uh, the world... I create my dreams is pretty dope and I wish I kind of wish I could live there except for the parts where I sometimes try on ladies underwear or poop in people's swimming pools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, do you I have like more? That one too. No, I just have that one. Oh, let's see if I have any other good ones. I don't know if they're, Oh, the bandits made off like themselves. <laughs> See, the, some of these are like, uh, I don't know. If they, if they feel like they're I'm being too clever, I don't post them. Or did you know a, a group of Daniels is called the Daniel? Okay, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So anyway, do you want me to read more? Sure. <laughs> Who was the poo before Winnie? Was it his dad? Is Is it passed on or something he achieved? <laughs> <laughs> these are good. Why didn't you do these? Again, it feels too clever. Like I don't I'm not a big fan of clever. Yeah. Uh Alphabet books give kids an unrealistic expectation about the prevalence and importance of xylophones. <laughs> I get that one. It's funny to to read these books and see how writers try to like it there's like this tension when you get near X. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, because you're like, what are they going to do? Yeah. It's x-ray or xylophone. You can't do those because everyone does it. What's your clever way right, out of this mess? And what is it? Sometimes it's Xmas, which I'm like, no. <laughs> you can't do Xmas. Uh, or they'll do like some clever spelling of something with X. It's uh, it's a real... I, I like to look at it as an opportunity for people. You want to invent a new word, start with X. Right. There's an opening. Um. Anyway. One more? One more. Strong finish. Oh. Well, of your I, discarded tweets. Uh, let's see here. It was obvious to some of us all along, says someone always after everything. <laughs> yeah, no, they're good. You guys, it's late. It's so late for I feel us. like this was a good show, though. It's up to Tony if he's going to stitch this together in a good way or not. That's right. No, it was good. I I enjoy this. I like to, to I do too. Uh to get a little bit more real sometimes. Uh people don't know this about me. I'm I'm a deadly serious dude. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of the time. Mm. Not really. But But uh, a lot of the time. Yeah. I like to get I like to get real with it. Uh you know. What's interesting is a quality that I like if I were to make I probably did make this list a long time ago. Something that I always found to be a turnoff was intensity. Yeah. Like I like silliness. I don't like How intensity. How did you get into me then? I know because you've described yourself as intense before. And I, I have said you're just not intense because I would never would have ended up with you if you were. But maybe you but you can be. I can be pretty intense. I think but like not in an rarely in an angry way. Like I don't think I'm really ever angry. But it's uh but I'm also silly, so I don't know. Yeah. Or as Elliot would say, Philly. I'm so silly. I'm being silly. I'm being silly. <laughs> uh, and also, I think that the way I was defining intensity has, has maybe evolved. I don't know. Well, intensity, like, scary. Yeah. I'm never scary. Am I? No. Never. Uh, but I like being around someone who can lighten the mood. Yeah. You know, sometimes. But I also prefer like being around someone real. You know what? I tried to end the show and then I like reopened it to talk about this. Let's not do that, you Plus guys. That. I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash Allison Rosen. I'm on Patreon. It's definitely a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen and listen to Childish. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe, um, tell a friend, download, leave us a comment and maybe we'll read it on the show. I know. I was saying that I, I like doing these with you. These have been fun. I enjoy it too. Yeah. Thanks for the nice comments, everybody. And uh, and I think we'll keep doing them. I, I, I haven't decided yet. I do have um, a good guest lined up. I have some good guests lined up. Don't stop with the good guests. I'm I know, here, but... I'm here to pinch hit, you know, in, in these difficult times. But I think people like the comfort of... I'm really just setting it up for people to let me know that's not the case. But there's something comfort comfortable and easy about doing the show with you. And I think right now, sometimes people like that more than learning about someone they don't know. Uh, you know what? They love it all. Honey. I think that, so I think everyone loves everything. Everybody That's, loves everything. What a, what a wonderful world we live um, in. Um, no, I, I, well right now, so I've got a good guest coming up and I'm debating whether to do it as a Monday show or whether to bring her on the Thursday show. Mm. Ty, this is the Oprah. Oh, sorry. No, different one yeah i don't know i can't answer this is your thing 
I'm just, you just tap me on the shoulder and say, come do this. And I go, okay. So happy to do it. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I well, love you. How are you. they going to find me? Oh, uh, how, how are they going to find you? They're going to find me at Daniel Quantz, Q U A N T Z, Twitter, and the Instagram. That's how you find me. Thank you. God. Okay. Everyone, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 